the words life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And yes, Lord, let's get that. We we need to pray first. Yeah, we we need to pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we reverently and humbly come before the throne of grace, O God, and to obtain mercy, Father, in time of need. And Father, your sheep have gathered today on the day that is a day of worship to seek thee out as hidden treasure, Father, and pray that you would give us uh, food, sheep food, Father, that you would strengthen us, uh, give us ears to hear, our heart to receive your word. Father, I ask for forgiveness of my sins. Have mercy upon my soul, O God, a sinner as I look to Jesus Christ and his works of righteousness and what he's done upon Calvary's cross that we are able to come together in the house of God to learn of thee and pray that you would prepare us to do that. Forgive all of us of our sins and have mercy on our souls as we look to the word of God, Father, in a day that there's so many variableness that we need your help each and every day. So please help me to bring forth this message, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll go ahead. Turn with me. Let's see, first scripture would be Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. Okay. Um, the the we're, we're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so that you guys know that the first sentence of paragraph two of the Declaration of Independence, paragraph two of the Declaration of Independence says this: that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, while I was sitting at my computer one day, and it was around the 4th of July, I get all these little pop-ups on the computer, and I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something. It's, it amazes me and how sad it is how many, in the eyes of men, smart people don't know the Word of God, you know. And I'm talking about high influential type of people. I'm talking about Hollywood stars. I'm talking about senators, legislators, you know, people that have popped in, chimed in, and it got me going. And that's what began the study. And shortly after the Independence Day Statements appeared on the internet. Uh, many people were discrediting the things written in the Declaration of Independence as being unbiblically based. So there seems to be a widespread belief of those who are not Christian that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are not of the Bible but believe that the founding fathers thought it to be just a good idea. And so was written in the Declaration of Independence. And this is not at all surprising, seeing the level 
of evil that's going on in this nation. Uh, I couldn't believe that the day when the presidency was elected between Trump and, and, and Biden, how many blues I seen compared to how many reds I seen. It was split. The country split, guys. 50-50, right down the middle. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you serious? I figured I would see more red in Trump states than I would blue, but no. And it just surprises me how split America is. So, the hatred of God seems to be a worldwide problem. It don't seem that it is a worldwide problem. And so, the purpose of this lesson is using God's word right here, the Christian Bible, and that part of the declaration which states that certain of our inalienable rights, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are God-given inalienable rights, and certainly they are biblical in our independence, okay? A declaration of independence. All our founding fathers believed in God. Did y'all know that? All of our founding fathers believed in God. And that certainly is evidence in the writings. One of my favorites is Patrick Henry. Okay? And he was, uh, he was uh, uh, either a governor or a senator. But I read a few things about him, and he was a very godly man, but he was one and part of the Declaration of Independence, among with the others uh, that we know. Uh, the concept of certain inalienable rights being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is all based solidly off the scriptures. On the scriptures, and not just a few, but there are many, many scriptures. So I'll begin with the scripture reading of Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. That says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that thou and thy seed may live. Now, of course, this verse did not mean that all who chose death or did not choose life would just suddenly drop dead. The scripture speaks of spiritual life, and it speaks of spiritual death. And that's what this scripture is speaking of, spiritual life and spiritual death. And the choice of spiritual death was made where? In the Garden of Eden by Adam and Eve when they chose to disobey God. And neither choice, death or life, what is it that is indicated here by live since physical life is in either choice? Is there something very special associated with the choice of spiritual life? It certainly is not simply the lack of being physically dead and is much more than simply being alive. And all will have life that choose it. In this context, choosing to live is the choice of communion with God, a choice for a state of happiness and joy, and knowing that in choosing God, we must sometimes put to death our personal choice or choices. Um, how many of us sometimes I know that in the beginning of my Christian walk the temptations that were out there to go out there with and still today 
uh, I have one friend I've known for 30 years, and he now knows, understand, establish that my walk with the Lord is serious. You know, it's hard to come to a revival and go out to a worldly friend's house where there's a drinking and all that going on. And I told him, I said, I love you like a brother. We've been down the road together, but this is the road I'm on. And I've lived that road, and I choose to live this way, Miles. I've I've done all that and have gotten into a lot of trouble because our father is a good father. He will discipline you, and I have been disciplined and get back in line. What daddy does not do that with her child? You know, hey, I'm raising you, you know. And so we all sometimes uh, comes to pass where you have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross and and follow the Lord. And I tell you, out there in today's choices, you got to have a lot of wisdom from God. you got to be walking with the Lord because there's there's... Uh, gray areas, I would say, that's hard to decide exactly what you need to do. And so um, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, and I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, God is saying, choose life, that thou and thy seed may live forever. Okay? It's not difficult to understand if one has the sense to know and believe that God is omnipotent and omniscient. And that mankind is very limited in power and understanding. How many of y'all know that we're not Superman? How many of y'all know that we're very limited in, you know, well, I'll tell you what, you couldn't have told me that in my 20s. Okay, in my 20s, I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And after getting knocked down a few notches and nose in the ground, I realized, good, good, good night, Bill. You ain't, you're not all that. You know, my back hurts. I was complaining to Bob about my back this morning. I just need to jack this one up and put a new one underneath it, but that's not going to happen. Okay, that's not going to happen. So, anyway, um, Not difficult to understand if one has the sense to know and believe that God is omnipotent and all-knowing. And that mankind is very limited in power and understanding. Knowing that our lives are in the hands of Almighty God brings great peace, happiness, and joy, regardless of circumstances that come. And that is life in abundance. I don't know what made you all decide. Yeah, I do. It was the Lord that knocked on the door of your heart, you know. But it was, I had a Paul experience, and I found out he meant what he said. I didn't understand anything about the elect of God or sovereignty or any of that, but 
when the Lord grabs a hold of you, he means what he says. He's a good dad. And I'll tell you what, I, I've inherited two granddaughters, okay? And when they're in trouble and they argue with me about their rights, it has me tongue-tied. And so uh, I know that I have to have the Lord to make wise choices, to make wise decisions. You know, I never did take psychology one-on-one. Um, but I'll say this, that uh, uh, with the lessons that I've been through in life, as hard as they've been, they've been with God. And I'm telling you, Roy Rogers said he's been rich and he's been poor, but rich is better. You can use that concept and and you can say that uh, I've lived a life of my own and I lived a life according to the will of God. And I'm telling you, living life according to the will of God, in my experience, has been 100% peace. Now, there's anxiety there because you're wondering what the Lord's up to, you know. But walking with the Lord, there is a certain liberty there. There is a certain joy there when you serve the Lord. Um, God's word is true. Uh, choosing life uh, is is much better uh, spiritually. Um, if we come short of the joyful, happy life which God gives and it is promised to us in Scripture, and in whom our lives are placed in, understand that he, if he chooses to do, if God chooses to do so, he can change our circumstances. Therefore, whatever Christian circumstance it is, it's intended for good. Do you believe that in Romans 8.28? Let's refresh our memories and go to Romans 8.28 and remind ourselves that Whatever circumstances that we're in, I still trust you, Lord. Can you say that? And we know that all things, that doesn't say some things, does it? It says all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, I will say this, it's important to know, and the Bible teaches us, it's important to know to make sure that your election is sure, that your calling is sure, okay? So in this verse, this verse won't apply to you if you're not sure, if you're a Christian. So I tell myself, okay, this situation that I'm in, Lord, it tells me that you're behind the scenes directing. You come. No, you you stay. And he sends messengers or, you know, the circumstance even right now that we're in. What comforts me is knowing who's behind the scene directing, leading, and guiding. That That's the comfort. And so there's my peace. There's my life. It's life and knowing who it is and just... Trusting in the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you, that sometimes that's hard to do. But 
with the Word of God, being around Christian folks, showing up on Sunday, being around brothers, Wednesdays, opening up your Bible, praying, communicating with God. You know, that that is a uh, peace that's, that's joy, that's comforting, and knowing that there's an entity out there way above whatever we can imagine. I mean, to really understand the word omniscient and omnipotent, what does that really mean? You know, and to know that there is this all-powerful God that when we say he's out there, he's actually right here in us because it says the kingdom of heaven lives within you in Luke chapter 12. He's right there, that small, still, whispering voice. And for people who have doctor degrees of education to state that the that that these declaration of independence is not biblically based shows me that there's there's there is a spiritual discernment there that that lets me know that they don't even know what Christians know you're dead in your trespasses how many of you have witnessed that in your walk how about with your own family you know once and 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 the thing is lord someone prayed for me i need to pray for them and so the wonderful thing about the declaration of independence is that we do have our inalienable rights to pursue life and joy and abundance in life um okay minutes Knowing the scripture in Romans eight twenty eight, okay, that should bring joy and peace and happiness and contentment in our life. The pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of happiness, no matter what our circumstance is, is to always pursue God. Okay. Um, I'm sure, have y'all ever heard this? I'm, uh, I've heard this statement before, that I'm going to live my life free until near death. Then I will become a Christian. Uh, my experience, free, uh, at every moment in our lives, I know that we're either in bondage to God or to Satan. Okay, and those are our only choices, and we can reveal this in Scripture in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy 30 uh, in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Now, turn with me to Genesis 9, 5, right quick. Genesis 9, 5. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of, wisdom, uh, the life of man. Now, this speaks of a physical death that is understood, but we also need to understand that in a special way, 
It speaks of an environment of peace of mind which will be attended with peace, joy, and happiness. Life with its God-ordained punishments will result in less evil in a society and provides a life that is hopeful, therefore joyful and happy. Listen. To eliminate evils is to have a happier and a more abundant life. If evil goes unpunished, it will increase to a point where there can be no peace in our society. And that is the case in today's evil times. Not knowing what evil will come next that threatens a life or a life of peace. So, life. Listen, life in Genesis chapter 9, verse 5 Listen to this. It's spoken of in two ways. Physical and of happiness. The way our founding fathers applied scripture developing the laws of this nation is proof of their depth of understanding and God's work. That is unquestionably why the liberals hate our founding fathers and they hate our constitution. Genesis 18.14. Turn with me to Genesis 18.14. The question is asked, is there, any too hard, is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of Sarah, and Sarah shall have a son. God promised Abraham and Sarah a child in their old age, right? And what does this reference to life have to do with life to a fullest and joyful and happy one? The following verses answers this in John 10.10. Turn with me to John chapter 10, verse 10. We're all familiar with it, but we're going to read to plant the word of God in our hearts. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, and I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now the thief here is of course Satan, and he was defeated forever by the cross of Christ. Scripture teaches that Christ would be in Isaac's lineage, and so he was. Isaac was the child that God promised to Abraham and Sarah in their old age. God fulfilled the promise made to Sarah and Abraham in Genesis 18.14 when Sarah was 90 years of age. Abraham in Genesis 18.14, no, Abraham was 100. Abraham was 100, so only God could make that happen. Bob, can you imagine having another child at your age? <laughs> Just as you imagine having a little baby, you'd be like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, God, that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, 90 and 100. Mm. Uh, some of us are a little bit older than that. I ain't going to mention no names. But... Giving a happy and abundant life is also easy for God. 
What do the first eight words say in Genesis 18:14? What are the first eight words? Someone just, just read it out. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Okay. Turn with me to Genesis 21:12. And God said to Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman in all that Sarah hath said unto thee. Hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. I want to emphasize, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now, the question I'm asking is, who is the promised seed? Turn with me to Galatians 3.16. In the New Testament, Galatians 3.16. Whoops. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, here's the promised seed, which is Christ. Amen. Isaac was the miracle child born to a man and a woman far beyond the age of childbearing. Christ was promised that he would come through the lineage of Isaac. That promise, listen to this, this is what blows my mind too. That promise was made some 1900 years before Christ came. God's omnipotence, God's omniscience, and perfect knowledge, his perfect foreknowledge, uh, are clearly seen in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Okay? That correlates uh, in Genesis 18, 14. In Genesis chapter 18, 14, it speaks of life, of great happiness, of joy, hope, and knowing, and serving our omnipotent almighty God. It is unspeakable joy in knowing of the hope that is in our God. So it's a hope saturated with happiness and peace in the abundant life. Now, due to the time in our class, uh, this starts a whole new deal, which I can't end until another 40 minutes later. Okay, so... What have what have we uh, established here? In let's talk about what was spoken. Uh, okay, first of all, how many of you believe that America split in half? I mean, as far as Christian, as far as you know, one thing that I told my oldest daughter to me: your politics must line up with your faith. Okay, if it doesn't line up with your faith, then your politics is off. Okay, so, yeah. And so, the thing that blew my mind away was the country was split in half when the presidency was elected. Okay, it was blue on one part of 
one half and then there was red. But I just blew my mind away with what smart people, you know, in the government in Hollywood and all them said about the Declaration of Independence, that it's not biblically based, you know, and that the founding fathers just thought it to be a good idea when our founding fathers were pastors themselves, okay, that made their Declaration of Independence, okay? And so far what we have used for Scripture in knowing that, that, uh, The Declaration of Independence is biblically based is we started out with Deuteronomy 30:19. God calls heaven and earth to record this day against you. He says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live. Okay. Now, does this speak of a physical death or a spiritual death? This scripture. Which one? A spiritual death. It'd have to be a spiritual death. That's what the scripture speaks of. Because they didn't just die immediately. But there came a separation. Okay? So God is saying to his people, choose. You know? And he's therefore saying, therefore choose life. What's that for? That you may have what? Peace? That you may have joy, even in the worst of circumstances. Think about the book of martyrs. How many Christians died for their faith? How many Christians, like the, the, uh, the book that, uh, Trail of Blood? Trail of Blood, right? The Trail of Blood. I did not know uh, back then in those dark ages the, uh, the, the, that if, you were rebaptized, you know that there was this head church called the Catholics, and that it, these guys were finding out about the truth of God's word, and they were being rebaptized, and the Catholic uh, priest and them would find out about it, and they would hunt these guys down and torture them. Did y'all know about this? You know that just blew my mind away. You know, uh, yet. Yeah. Somehow, some way, in the midst of them being martyred, even in, 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 after 70 A.D., being in the Roman Colosseum, I've spoken with several of your brothers, with J.C., there has to be some kind of special anointing or grace right there. But yet, they did not give up the pursuit of happiness their ultimate pursuit of happiness. The one that I sticks out the most for me is Stephen. Y'all remember Stephen? To be able to get rock, to have rocks thrown at you, and 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 that that would hurt, you know. And then to say, God forgive them, for the, you know they know not what they do. Wow, that's that's amazing. Is, is to know, I don't know what's going to come down the pike here in America, but it doesn't look good. Knowing the word of God, pursuing the Lord, that's where we'll find and our peace. That's where we'll find our liberty. That's where we'll find our happiness is pursuing God.
even though half the country doesn't believe it, even though half the country doesn't believe that the Declaration of Independence is biblically based, but it is. I've got 21 more pages to go, but I was trained by Roy Wednesday night. He kept bugging me about the hour long I was talking, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there and let us digest what was spoken about this morning in these scriptures and hope it was a blessing to you. Okay.